You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come on to today's episode, just want to let everyone know about our new contributors to our website. We have added two new writers this week. Um, first of all, uh, Ed, please go and follow Ed at CFCED79. He has written his debut piece, which was previewing and grading all players on this Miami Heat roster from last season. That's right, all players, including UD's two minutes. That was in there. It got a grade. Um, so go and check that out. It's a fantastic piece. It is already one of the highest. In fact, only I think the second highest read article we've had on the site. So please go and check that out. We are going to be doing a lot of stuff on the website over the off-season, a bit of a revamp going on there. So please check out Miami Heat. Uh, uk.com and we have added also a new media content creator to our fantastic team go and follow Bilal at Bills96 um, Bilal's got a fantastic uh, track record he's got a degree in sports coaching science he's got he's been a coach basketball he's been a Miami Heat fan for over a decade so we're delighted to have him on the team you'll see him sporadically on this pod and of course on the game day stream as well but we're actually going to give him his own show where uh, that's hyped to have him so he's going to be looking at uh, some breakdown stuff on teams players and so on so go and follow Bilal as well we're really pleased to have him on the team on to today's episode and I'm absolutely delighted once again to be talking to the host of the post-up show on the five reasons sports network it's heat twitter royalty it's royal way shepherd well how are you doing sir yeah what's going on here <laughs> i'm good i'm good how are you it looks lovely where, where for, i know this is a, a fake background but i can guarantee from what i'm looking at this tropical you know beach setting that you've got there i guarantee you the weather is better in miami than it is here today how's things over there Listen, the heat decided they were going to Cancun, so I decided to put a beach up too. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, um, we had about a week or so ago, we had like a week's worth of like Miami-esque weather. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Just to let you know, over the last two days, the heating has gone back on in my household. That's how bad it's got. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not good over here. It's not good over here. But I'm delighted to have you on. Um, we're going to talk some heat stuff. I actually want to start with some playoff stuff because... I, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I'm loving these playoffs. Not the from the Miami Heat perspective. We'll come on to that in a second. But I'm loving what I'm seeing uh, in these playoffs. The fact we've got f- the, the four teams that are left here with, uh, with, with the Clippers, the Hawks, the Suns, the Bucks. Um, I'm really, really pleased. I know Adam Silver won't be happy about this, but I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing uh, with these four teams. I think each team can have some credit here. You know, um, uh, for example, the Clippers winning out um, again with a Kawhi-less, uh, you know, leader against the number one seed with the Jazz. The Hawks, what they did to the Sixers, that was just incredible. And already a game up against the Bucks. The Bucks themselves coming through against, you know, okay, I know there was missing Kyrie and there was, you know, half-fit Harden, but that took some grit and some determination and some you know some balls to come back from two down to go ahead and win that season and then of course phoenix wow i mean what a team they're looking at the moment what are you thinking of these playoffs so far you enjoying them yeah so um, i'm having a lot of fun with these playoffs this kind of brought parity back to the nba um in a sense where now nobody knows for sure who's going to win um 
and you know, you had the case where LeBron was in early and people thought that they were round into shape and then we'd have a clear cut favorite, but then they get eliminated in the first round and now it's a free fall. And I think that's good for the NBA uh, to have a season where it's featuring a lot of the young stars in today's league. Uh, you're talking about uh, Trey Young getting an opportunity to be in the conference finals this early with that young team um, in his ascension. But yeah, it gives the league an opportunity to focus on some of what's going to be after LeBron. Yeah. Like, so this that's that's kind of like what these playoffs are giving us a glimpse into. And they've been fun. You have several game sevens, a lot of thrilling upsets. And now you got some series that could be potentially very interesting uh, with the Bucks in Atlanta and the Suns Clippers. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been incredible. And when you're watching the yeah, players like Booker and we'll come on to him in a second and Trey Young. Um, I mean, as you say, yeah, there's, the league's in good hands, in good hands. And um, so who are you rooting for? Who's your team at the moment? If, you, if you've got to, if you're going to choose somebody to follow, who, 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 who are you backing, shaking your head? <laughs> Not a chance, bro. I don't root for any team outside of the Heat. Uh, I said this when I was on the, um, the Miami Heat Pride uh, donation uh, show that they had. Uh, I want Chris Paul to get to the championship so yeah. I can watch him lose his first finals. <laughs> like that, I, don't, I don't want, I, I don't care who wins the championship. I'm enjoying watching some good basketball and, uh, and not having any, I guess, stakes in the games. So it's been relaxing for me. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's just like you, you don't want anybody else to feel happy. No one else. I don't want anyone else to feel <laughs> success other than my right. team. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I, we'll come on to the heat in, in a second. I just wanted to I, I laugh because I was listening to Five on the Floor the other day and Ethan summed it up quite well. He's saying these playoffs as a Heat fan isn't great because we're watching people like Devin Booker absolutely ball out, who the Heat passed on to, dra- uh, to, to trade um uh, draft, sorry, Justice Winslow. We're watching Chris Paul, who the Heat passed on ball out for on that because of that ridiculous contract, which is now looking one of the best contracts in the league. We're watching um, uh, Crowder, who was on last, our team last year, just again returning to the finals. We're watching Dwayne Wade courtside cheering on the Utah fucking Jazz. It's not a nice watch, is it? But I mean, from our point of view, as you say, we just it's, it's horrible. Hell no, you left out one. You left out Solomon Hill in Atlanta. Oh, Solomon. And, and, and he's a conference finals again. No, it's been, it's been a slow death for uh, this season in terms of Miami Heat fans. <laughs> and particularly when you consider that we could have been one of the teams still playing had we just won another game or two and slotted ourselves into that 4-5 matchup. Uh, I think... I still believe that Miami could have beaten either New York or Atlanta and... Uh, as we saw, Philadelphia was right for the taking. Like they were, they were a target team, and we could have found ourselves in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe we would have got our ass kicked again. But either way, the season would have felt a little better. And so, just watching these teams, particularly Atlanta, Atlanta feels like we felt last year, like a team of destiny <laughs> that's uh, bound to go to the next uh, level. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's been a slow death for me watching these teams advance. <laughs> It does, and uh, you, you sort of come on to that nicely because it, it does definitely just feel like a missed opportunity, doesn't it? it things like, you know, if we would have got into that 4-5 seed, um, I, I know that the, the Hawks have done incredibly well uh, and with their run, but we would have fancied ourselves against one of those, uh, against either one of those teams, whether it had been a Knicks or the Hawks. That would have been a far prettier view to the final uh, than it ended up being against the Bucks, who well and truly took their revenge on us. But yeah, that 4-5 seed, then what we saw, as you said, with the Sixers, you know, a very solid, good quality regular season team. But they just seem to have this 
mental block, this second round exit block that they can't seem to get over the hump. So it does definitely feel like a missed opportunity, doesn't it? Yeah, that mental block is a 6'10 point guard uh, <laughs> on their team in Ben Simmons. <laughs> Look, that, that team is just horribly built. Um, they, well, they're extremely talented, but I just don't think that they're ever going to be able to cross this hurdle in terms of putting themselves in position to take it to the next level and potentially get into a finals. They're going to have to do something, and they're going to have to do it this summer in order to uh, keep Joel and B happy, who could potentially be on the market next year when he's a year away from being off of his contract. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that leads us on nicely because I was going to wait and talk about Ben a little bit later, but we've, we're on him. We might as well talk about him. I mean, he has to go. We had all the uh, with the tweets have come out from Woj and so on to say that they're going to continue to work on his skill set, work on progressing his shot, etc. But there doesn't. Everybody's sort of poo-pooing that. They're sort of saying, no, look, if you're going to keep Joel happy, this team isn't going to win the championship with that with that combination. It doesn't seem like anyway. Which means that he comes as one of the most depressed. Um, assets on that contract in the league. So let me ask you, Royal, if it were the cost was so low, and I don't even know what it would be in terms of a Miami Heat sort of trade perspective, but in any circumstance, any, even if it was like a couple of picks and, you know, a a, a, um, a sign and trade with Oladipo or someone like that, is there any way, <laughs> you're shaking your head, any way that you would take a risk on Ben Simmons being on the Miami Heat? Okay, so so I'm not a fool. Well, he he may not be what you know he was hyped up to be, but Ben Simmons is still an elite defender in terms of guarding positions, probably all five positions. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing ball handler. He's and he he would somewhat fit what Miami tries to do um, in terms of getting somebody who can get downhill. Is it ideal? No, it is not. But I mean, he's still an All Star caliber player, and he's relatively young. So there is a fantasy world. If, if it's really cheap, then there's a fantasy world that I'd take uh, Ben Simmons on the team. But, I mean, just to kind of stick to the narrative, there's no way I'd take any Philadelphia 76 on the Miami Heat uh, <laughs> without good reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very diplomatically done. Um, let's talk about Jimmy Butler. Now, he's going to get his – he's going to be offered his extension. He's going to take his extension by yeah. what we hear. Um, first of all, are you happy with that? Do you see any reason why anyone should be unhappy with that? And is he worth that sort of money? Is anyone worth yes, that sort Jimmy of money? <laughs> right. Uh, well, if, if for, Miami, for Miami, Jimmy's definitely worth that kind of money. He's Look, you don't get anywhere without stars on your team. And we saw what misallocating money or trying to spread money around to lesser players could do for us in the summer that we maxed out Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Um, listen, when you have somebody in the building, you take care of them. And especially a player like Jimmy Butler, who has already more than shown his worth to this organization, uh, getting us to the final, that run to the finals was historic. And he had probably his best statistical season this past year. Mm. And I don't see any reason why we don't pay him. I mean, he's given a lot to this city and we should reward him for that by giving him his extension. 100%. And um, yeah, it is one of those. It's, you know, we, if, you, if you're going to get a star player, you can't complain that you then got to pay a star player. So, <laughs> right. um, and and the, the, there has been this incredible fit. And you're right, the people may think that even though this has been a down season for Miami, uh, Jimmy's actually been brilliant. He's been, I mean, you look at the record from on court to off court, it's unrecognizable. So it shows how important he is. Having said that, if he's your number one option, do you think that? We, there is a, a, does this team become a title winning team 
and I know we came very close to it last year, but do you win a title with Jimmy as your number one option? And I know that we're going to talk in a second about maybe players that will, will um, sorry, uh, com compl <laughs> will compliment him. Um, but do you need that? Do you need that almost that player that's better than him to become that that title winner? So I, I think in terms of offensively, you're going to need more. You're going to need someone uh, who's a more natural scorer on the offensive end in the ball. But I do absolutely believe that Jimmy Butler could be the leader of your team if you're going to win a championship. If if uh, if we're talking, if we're looking at number one option from that perspective, offensively, I, I still believe they could add more around them and uh, they need an, another score, a pure score. So somebody else needs to be the leading score. But Jimmy Butler can be your leading man. He can be your clutch shot maker. So essentially, um, what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a team. You can build a team around all of Jimmy's skill sets, but add to some add someone to the roster that doesn't have his skill set and can lead in that respect of the game. But just to kind of you know give you a short answer, yes, Jimmy can be your leading man on a championship team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that um, yeah. When it comes to Jimmy as a terms of leader, there's only probably one or two guys in, in the league that compares to him in that sense. So that is invaluable. That's something that the Heat have got that 90% of the other teams haven't. So, yeah, but it, it is something that we've all spoke about it. I know you probably all have too. But the, the things that this team lack, and it's so obvious what they lack, um, is scoring has got to be the, the the number one thing that we address in this offseason, isn't it? I think we know that we need a point, uh, only the true point guard, somebody that can handle the ball more. Um, scoring is obviously huge. A bit of size is needed as well. But what would you think is is going to be uh, addressed as a priority here in this offseason? I think Miami is going to look to get uh, a point guard that can do all of that kind of stuff, who can score a little bit, can kind of take some of the ball handling duties away from Jimmy and Bam. Uh, just kind of set those guys up a little bit more, slide people more into their natural positions just to kind of help make offense easier for this team. Um, I do think that they should target a score specifically, uh, but um, but I think we'll be good with trying to add to the power rotation as well as finding a point guard who makes uh, life easier for everybody else on the court. So I think those will be Miami's two priorities. Yeah, I think that um, we're going to come on to some names, and I think it's names that we've where everybody's heard the reports about. But I want to get your take on them. But um, do you see this before we do that? Do you see this season being wholesale changes, or do you see this being tweaks, one or two players added in the right positions, or do you think that this could literally be Bam Jimmy, and then that could, you know everybody else could be could be changed? I mean, do you see this just being a complete overhaul? Yeah, so I, I do see a lot of changes. I'm with Ethan in terms of uh, I think we could see seven, eight new players on this roster. Wow. Um, by the time it's all said and done with, um, yeah, man, you're going to you're gonna have to overhaul uh, what it is that we have here in order to maximize Jimmy's window, which is something that we're going to get into uh, probably later on. But just trying to maximize what we can do during his timetable is what they're focused on, and that's probably going to take major changes uh, with this roster. Yeah, and I think that although we've got the little pipe dreams, the Kawhis, the Lucas, the Dames, they're, they're, they're not, they're not going to happen. The chances are there's probably less than 1% chance that any of those names come our way. So therefore, we look at what we've got that is realistic and the name on top of every list seems to be Carl Lowry. Um, right. I would be more than happy with that. I'm a big Carl fan. I think that he suits this need perfectly. I think that the relationship with Jimmy, we all know, is, uh, is exceptional. Um, that's a good starting point. Do you think that that A, should happen and B, will happen? 
I think A, it should happen, and B, we have to see what Philly does with Ben yes. Simmons. Because if um if Philly's gonna trade Ben Simmons and they trade him to Toronto, then uh then that could put a wrench in our plans. But I think there's mutual interest between the Miami Heat and Kyle Lowry. I I believe that they're fine with what he's asking for. Um and so I believe that's Miami's number one target. And inevitably I believe that it will happen because um being in Miami does put him in a position to finish his career the way that he wants to, which is contending for a title. And I think he's a, a step in the right direction for the Heat in terms of making that happen. Yeah, I think it would be perfect. I just think it's exactly what we need. You know, somebody who can run the pick and roll, who can handle the ball, who can still get a bucket um, and fulfills the need. Because, you know, we've got point guards. We just haven't got elite point guards. We've got guys that can do a job. Um, but I just think that 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 is a match made in heaven, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what a lot of people's biggest concern is Kyle Lowry's age. And one thing that I've been harping on is that he was kind of like a late bloomer in the NBA. Mm. So he, so the miles on his body aren't as extensive as a normal, what is he, 37-year-old, 38. But it's not as extensive. And he may not be what he was, but he's still a, a tremendous upgrade over what we had on the roster. Yeah, that's right. And his basketball IQ as well. He might, yeah, might not have the legs, but his basketball IQ is fantastic. So I, I'm, I think, like most, um, I'm all for that. Um, when we sort talked about, well, what do you do to, like, to to build on that? That would be a great start, but that's still not perhaps going to get it done in terms of taking on the, the the juggernauts of Brooklyn and so on. So you might need to add somebody else on top of that. My go-to guy that I spoke about a couple of times that I think if you could make the money work that I would look at would be Demar Derozan. What are your thoughts on Demar? Do you think that one that would be, uh, if you could get Kyle and Demar in, would that be enough? Would that be considered as a win this off season? And B, do you think that there's any way that that money could could possibly work? Yeah, I I think that there is a way to make the money work. I think it would definitely be a win this off season. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think that we're going to invest that kind of money in Demar Derozan uh, in order to bring him over. I'll, if he's willing to take a discount. And I'd be more than happy to bring him along yeah. um, because that will definitely put us in a position to, to at least compete. Um, but no, I don't think that's going to be a move that Miami can make, but it does sound nice when you put it out yeah. there in theory. Yeah, a name that's um, floated up very recently in the last 24 hours is Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets. Um, he is, mm-hmm. Am I right? Is it, he is a free agent or is he a restricted free agent? He's an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free agent. Okay. Um, thoughts on on Dean Whitty? Do you think that again, if we struck out on Kyle, if like the thing, if, if the scenario with the 76ers does come to fruition, that seems like uh, something that is a good fallback, or do you not see that fit? Yeah, I, I mean, I see him fitting here very well because he's a player that is uh, versatile. Mm. Uh, I think Ethan and him talked about it on the on the last pod that they put out. Whereas he's not great at anything. Yeah. But he's good at everything, yes. and, you know, and I like him. I like him as a player. I like him as a person. I think he's I think he's really solid. What worries me is like what worries most people is injury history. And he's just coming back off an ACL. So we don't know quite where he's going to be. He just got cleared for basketball activity, which is cool. Yeah. But we don't know where his his body is going to be in terms of being ready to help push and compete for a title immediately. Mm. Uh, same kind of situation with Mike Conley. Uh, well, that yep. name has come up and phenomenal fits, like in theory, they're phenomenal fits, but their bodies just haven't uh, held up. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a name that I want to throw out there, but I didn't know if you were going to bring it up. So I'll let you finish your list first. Well, I've got I've got one more. Um, okay. And then I'll actually, and then actually I've got one big as well I want to talk about. But the other name um, that I don't see happening, even though I love it, um, is 
uh, Ingram uh, in New Orleans. And I just don't think that the only reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because I don't really know what New Orleans are doing. I don't think anybody knows what New Orleans are doing at the moment. It's like they've just got a, a, a sort of a mishmash roster. I think that every player could perceivably uh, could go that this year, uh, apart from Zion. Um, it seems strange. And I just don't think that that we have got maybe the uh, the, the assets to make, make, make that work. We do have the assets to make that work okay. Um, because we can take Duncan Robinson and do a sign and trade with Duncan Robinson where we're paying Duncan Robinson, uh, let's say for let's throw a number out there, $20 million a year. You send him to New Orleans, you send Tyler Hero to OKC to unlock some of those picks and send some of those picks over to um, New Orleans as a sweetener. Um, yeah. And that created enough money for us to bring uh, Brandon Ingram in. And it's an, it's a tri- it's, an tri- it's attractive to OKC because they get some young talent in the building, uh, and they have a bunch of picks that they're never going to be able to use anyway, uh, so they can give away one or two of them. And then it gives uh, New Orleans a shooter in Duncan Robinson to surround uh, Zion Williamson with. So there's an avenue to getting uh, Brandon Ingram to Miami, but I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen, uh, primarily for the same reasons. Um, that nobody knows what New Orleans is doing. And it's a similar reason as to why I don't think Miami is going to pursue Lonzo Ball. You yeah. know, he's another prospect who I really liked, but Ariel's kind of making me question that on the timeline when he's talking about the players that fit better. So he's making me think. <laughs> but I like Lonzo Ball as a player. I think he fits with Miami. But, I, I mean, I, I think I'm with Ariel where there are other players that will be better suited for what it is that Miami needs. Mm-hmm. And I hate it <laughs> because I really like Lonzo Ball. Well, before we come on to your name, um, I, I was I was arguing a little bit over the last week with with Heat Twitter about the fact that if you give up you you give up Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow to get the right sort of player, i.e. Ingram, i.e. Malcolm Brogdon, you know those sort of players. You, I would do, I would give them both up to get that sort of player, and a lot of people disagreed with me. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So Malcolm Brogdon was the name of the player that I was going with. There you go. <laughs> and I would trade Tyler Hero in a New York minute to exactly. get him over here. Exactly. <laughs> get out. Like <laughs> Malcolm Brockman is a phenomenal player. And yes. that's the name. That's the name that I would target if we lose out on Kyle Lowry. Um, okay. I would try and pry him away. It's going to be a lot tougher now that I think they got Carlisle over there. Yeah. And so they're not going to, they're not going to make many mistakes um, in terms of making moves. They're going to build his roster the way that he wants. And it's going to be a good team. They've gotten, I think that was a phenomenal move for them. By the yeah. way, like it was a great move. But yeah. yeah, Malcolm Brogdon is the name that I was talking about. If we don't, if we miss out on Lowry, like if we can get a Brogdon, then that's still a humongous win for Miami because he does the things that we need him to do in terms of being able to put pressure on the basket. He's a phenomenal defender. He has size. Um, he could so he can play multiple positions. Like he's just he's I've always been a fan of his. And if we can get him over here, then I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe I was arguing with people that were just that, that were not that couldn't see it, and I was thinking if you if you could get Lowry and Brogdon in, that is such a huge win. Yeah. And I thought you add that to Jimmy and Bam and whatever other pieces we can put around, I, I, that that is a massive ascendancy, a massive improvement. And I just I, I couldn't believe I was wasting my time arguing with people that said you don't give up a Hero and a Robinson for a Brogdon. I just didn't get just didn't get it. I think a lot of that has to do with the offense versus defense thing. I think some, a lot of people severely underrate two-way players or severely underrate yep. the defensive side of the ball. Like Brogdon and Lowry are upgrades offensively from what we already have at the guard position. 
But the biggest jump is defensively what they add to this team. The versatility that this team would have on the defensive end of the ball would be crazy. They'd easily be one of the top five defenses in the league. Yeah, definitely. It's just, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, like you said, I tweeted the same thing. I think now that Carlisle's there, that's a bit, uh, that's a huge blow to uh, to any chances, any slim chances there might have been for that trade uh, with that name that appeared out of nowhere. But uh, there we go. Right. Let's just talk about quickly about a big. Um, and it's the same big that seems to come up and it pisses me off. Why does Pat Riley seem to have this hard on over Andre Drummond? What, what, I mean, what? why does this name come up every single off season trade deadline and everything else i don't want any bit of that what are your thoughts on uh, no, no 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 i i like him it's what surprises me it's not surprising but i guess it is like the weird thing about me is i want boogie cousins but i don't want andre drummond <laughs> like, i just don't want i like i just feel like i feel like he's a smarter version of hassan whiteside Yes. And it's just kind of like it's, it's a bunch of numbers with literally no impact. And it just gives me big Rudy Gobert vibes where he can be played <laughs> on the floor, can become a liability at any given moment. And, yeah, he's going to give you rebound. He's going to give you size, which Miami could use. But they need to find a, a different type of player with size, uh, somebody who can move and yeah. and do things yes, competently because exactly. Drummond is not that man. No. That's it. So uh, it's going to be a wild off season. I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, from a few weeks back or a month or so about you got look back and think, well, you know, I don't really see much happening. The, the free agency class is relatively weak, but I just think with all these coaching changes, uh, a lot of unhappy people out there, I think there could be, this could be wild. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because the heat should be at the forefront of it. There could be wholesale changes, as you say. Firstly, uh, sorry, lastly, before we come on to one last subject, um, the, the, it has rumbled on all season. Duncan Robinson, and will we pay him and how much that pay uh, package looks like? Um, he said that the idea, first and foremost, for him is to find the best fit. Um, I think that it's probably going to be, as uh, is sort of almost common knowledge now, somewhere around that 20 million mark. Do you think that Duncan is going to be on the heat next year? And do you think that that sort of money is right for us to do if, he's going, if we're going to send this team into a title challenging team again? I have a hard time uh, bringing my I, – I was at the point where I was like, pay Duncan whatever he wants. Yes. But after what I saw in the playoffs and watching Joe mm-hmm. Harris, I have a hard time convincing myself that we should pay Duncan Robinson $20 million unless it's because he's a part of a signing trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see Duncan Robinson on this roster next year. Uh, and that's because I see Miami making a massive increase or uh, upgrade at the position or just find a generally better player to start next to Bam and Jimmy. So that's, that's my only reason. If we don't, if we strike out on everybody on free agency, then we're going to pay Duncan Robinson and bring him right back at whatever number uh, he commands out there in the free agency. But I just, I mean, as of now, I think Miami has too many different avenues to improve this team and trading uh, him in a sign and trade is one of those avenues. So I don't see him coming back. Yep. Okay. That's uh, yeah. I, I'm totally with you. I thought that you know. I think it was that first game against the Bucks where he went off, didn't he? Uh, in the playoffs, in that very tight game, the only tight game we had. And I remember tweeting out saying, "Oh, I remember when we was all lo- when we was all debating about paying Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I mean, it's just a no-brainer now." And then since yeah. then, it's just like, no, I don't, I, I'm with you. I think that um, I'll be surprised unless it all goes wrong. I'll be surprised if we have him back. Um, Last question to you, uh, Roy, before I let you go. Bam Adebayo is a part of the Olympic squad. Congratulations to him. Um, obviously, uh, last time round, it didn't quite go to, uh, to to plan for him. He was cut 
uh, quite incredibly um, last time. Um, but uh, that this is big for him. It's a huge honour. Um, but also, can he get in there with some, uh, some recruiting? Can he start, you know, making waves here? Getting Free tempering, Dan Healy. Free tempering. That's what Bradley, the Olympics is. Getting Bradley Bills here and, you know, all of that lot. So uh, what do we think? First of all, um, obviously, I'm assuming yeah, very happy for Ban, but... Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, thoughts of can, can, can you do a bit of business for us on the recruiting yeah. side? Yeah, absolutely. I think, see, this is where the big three was formed. Uh, so this is where most super teams are formed, where you have the best players in the world, all, you know, chummy, chummy, and all working toward the same cause. I think it also gives Bam a chance to be used in a different way. Um, when he when he gets out there, he's not going to be doing dribble handoffs and stuff on the Olympic team. No, he's going to be a lob threat, defender, a heavy screen and roll like that's what he's going to be doing so I think it's a wonderful opportunity for Bam to kind of like add some more seasoning to his game over there get some of the best players and like you alluded to do some underhanded recruiting over there and just you know put a few bugs in the, in the players here to come on to Miami if you're a little too disgruntled but yeah I think it's a wonderful opportunity for Bam and I'm really excited to kind of watch him get his Olympic experience Great stuff. Great stuff. Royal, uh, fantastic to talk to you. Always love talking to you. It's been fun. It's going to be wild. As we said, um, I think there's going to be a lot of content out there, a lot of things that are going to be happening. Um, it's going to be great fun. Um, where can everybody find you, buddy? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Royal A. Shepherd. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been um, I haven't been streaming since the heat. I did one stream with five reasons and then I did the stream with heat beat, but I haven't been streaming much, but you can follow me on Twitter. I'll be on there making some noise and we may have something in the pipeline from five reasons coming out where I'll be back on camera with the whole team. So look out for that. You, you have earned your rest. You're on holiday now. You've earned your rest. You've worked hard. The whole team have. It's been incredible. Um, so it's been it's been great. You are, you've earned that rest. You go and you go and kick back and uh, and enjoy yourself over the summer. Um, but yeah, we'll be back soon, guys. Just a quick note before we go. Um, devastating things to wake up to this morning with the um, collapse building in Surfside. Just wanted to um, point it out. We see Tyler Harrow and um, a couple of other coaching staff. I think they're trying to help out. Um, dev- absolutely devastating. I hope that everybody there. Um, is keeping safe. Uh, the first responders doing a great job. Hopefully those casualties uh, will be kept incredibly low, but um, hearts and prayers go out to everybody there. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Um, guys, that'll do for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back um, in a week or so. We'll, 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 we'll be back as soon as there's contact that comes up. And in this season, in this off-season, that could be just around the corner. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time, guys. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.